Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding Business. This is UTLRadio.com, your business success and legal information station. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Today, episode 186, really excited to be talking to Michael Burnett, the creator of The Beard Bro, which is an absolutely awesome, phenomenal tool if you have a beard. It's just really, I can't say enough about it. And the story behind the creation of it and, and the journey that Michael has taken, uh, I think we can learn a ton from him about his entrepreneurial journey. The cool thing about this is you know, this was an idea he created, and he, he took this idea and actually made this tangible product, which works. It's great. And we're going to talk to him all about it, and he's going to give us some information about his journey, some advice uh, for you aspiring entrepreneurs out there what you can do, what you can learn. So uh, we're really excited to be speaking with Michael. Before I introduce him, I just want to thank today's sponsor. And today's show is sponsored by GasStationBusiness101.com. Now, really, this is the go-to place if you have any interest in building a gas station business. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a unique thing. It's a definite niche. And there's a lot of people that go out there and want to open up a gas station business and have no idea what they're doing not just, you know, no idea about business, but no idea about the gas station business. Well, Gas Station Business 101 really has everything that you could need on it. It has a podcast. It's got books and a ton, a ton of free information. So check that out, gasstationbusiness101.com. I'd like to thank them for sponsoring the show. Michael, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate you taking the time. No, thank you, Peter. So, you know, you've got this really, really cool, amazing product called the Beard Grow. And um, I was telling you before we went on the air today that I learned about it because I was a customer. I, I bought the product and I thought, wow, you know, this thing looks good. I'm going to try it. And it's really cool. And really what it is, is this plastic guide with a comb that really serves so many functions and can help a, a guy shape his beard so that you don't look, you know, like you're, like you're a caveman. And so it's a really great tool. And I'm sure that your journey to get to this product was not an easy one. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what inspired you to, to create this product in the beginning and what were you doing in, you know, for your career before you started? Uh, well, right now I work at the University of Central Florida, and I handle all the multimedia projects, installations of video and sound systems. And But I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, um, and I was in the Marine Corps, and so I guess that was where the meticulous, you know, um, little tangents I have uh, with appearance and things like that. Uh, I was always looking at people's beards, facial hair, and and um, a guy I work with, he just kept on sh or shaving down on his cheeks because he couldn't get each side even, so I just cut out a little uh, template, and like, here, you know, try this out, and before I know it, people were like, oh, I want a real product of this. How do we get it, yada, 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 so I just went to work that night and drew up a picture and a, a co-worker of mine happened to know CAD so we made a 3D drawing of it and I spoke with a, um, a shop manager at UCF and they happened to got in some new 3D printers so I remembered that and I went over there and we just started making the prototypes, and within two hours, we had our first one. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, and um, so, you know, and, and the thought of this was the creation for the guys that 
you know, they have the office job. They want to look professional. And that's what I wanted to create this for, you know, because most guys have this short beard like yourself and myself. And this just cleans it up nicely and fast and takes the guesswork out of everything. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But what's what's great about it is that you didn't set out to create a product. It kind of was born out of, of a, a need or a necessity. And right. um, it's interesting how it developed because, you know, it was an idea and a lot of people have ideas and then they toss them away. But, you know, what, what, when you made the guy out of the cardboard, I mean, what, mm-hmm. what was it that said, you know what, maybe we can make something that actually we can sell and it works and it's cool. I mean, a lot of people would have made the guide and said, oh, look what I did, and stopped. So what was it about you that pushed you forward? Just the response that I got from people, and I just, I kind of just knew, you know, like this this can work. And I saw in myself that I've always struggled with, you know, your neckline and getting each side even. So... That's why I just I had to do it, and I was just like this driving force. So every night I would work till you know midnight on this thing to perfect it, and just kept going with it. So. Now you have a full time job, and you've come up with mm-hmm. this product, and you start working at night to create it. And so many, so many people say, "Oh, you know, I, I want to be an entrepreneur because I want that freedom. I want to have time to myself. I want to make my own rules, yeah. make my own my own schedule." Tell me right. about that. I mean, you're working full time. You must be coming home and then working all night to develop the product. Yes, and your social life that goes out the window. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, so but you know, if you you believe you have a, you know a higher purpose with this, then that's your path, and you have to go with it. So I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the book Thinking Real Rich. That's like my second Bible. So. I've went by that for years, and so I knew that I had to do something with this. So, and to me, there's so many guys that struggle with this, and so I wanted to come up with a solution. Yeah, and and that's great because you you solved a problem, and then you take it forward. Now, how long did it take you to get from 3D printer prototype into the idea of all right, now I need to start a business? And and where did you first start? I mean, did you go and seek help from somebody? Did you do it yourself? How did that happen? Well, it started, I guess, in September. We started with the the actual cutout template. And by, I'd say, October 15th, we had the prototype that was a solid design. So I um, I went to the library for some help with the provisional patent and all that stuff just to get started. And so I got the resources for that. I did up all of we did up all of the drawings for it. Um, I wrote up all the descriptions. Got some help with that. And by late October, I filed for that. So, um, but mainly it was this designing um, from what, you know, the ideas and the functionality that it it needed to have came from, you know, the ideas I had and my, I have a partner in the business too, so we came up with this and this is what it is. All right, now let me ask you this because this this is one of the number one questions that entrepreneurs have for other entrepreneurs or people who are aspiring entrepreneurs. Okay. What do you do if you don't have a ton of money to start your business? Now, I don't know what your situation was when you started this, um, but, you know, did you have a ton of cash you were sitting on that allowed you to spend all this time and hire all these people? Or was this something that, you know, you did on your own, you did what you could and you managed with whatever budget you had? I had I took what I had and then I had a um a small time investor invested a little bit of money and then the rest I had I took out a small loan for it. But I recommend not even just for the money, but to run a um a crowdfunding campaign 
just for the exposure of the product would help a lot. So the next products I have coming out, I will definitely go that route just for that fact. Right. So, and um, and I once I got the money, it was basically I shopped around for different manufacturers, and I checked in Florida first, and I couldn't really find anybody that could do the exact drawing or the make the exact product that I needed. So I used a company I used to work for right out of high school up in Michigan. And they looked at it. They said it was no problem. They made a couple little minute changes, and they were done and sent me the quote. And a month later, they were in production. So they started um, in January, and by February, we had a batch of 5,000 gear bills. Wow. So it was it was really fast from the time of um, conception to production. Now, let me ask you, mm-hmm. you, you seem to have, have had this happen to you relatively quickly. We're talking about how quickly you've had the production ready to go. But mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about the amount of energy, time, and effort that you put into because when you look at it from the outside and we're looking at the dates of production from the date of creation and you're thinking to yourself, wow, that happened relatively quickly and, and that's amazing. So that's going to happen for me too. And it doesn't sound right. like he's put a ton of work into it. Talk a little bit about how difficult this process can be and how much time and effort you put into it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it was seven days a week, um, 12 hour days on the weekends, uh, like I said, till 11 or 12 o'clock every night during the weekday. And I was just obsessed with it, basically. And being follically challenged, I'm obsessed with hair anyway. So <laughs> so I had to get this product out there. And so, I mean, yeah, and I hear that all the time. It's like I have kids and I have this and that. But there are so many people out there that, you know, do have a family and you know, manage to, you know, create the things they need to do, run businesses. So they just, you know, you might not get it um, finished that quick, but as long as you're in motion, you know, it might take you a few more months longer, but as long as you start and complete it, you know, hey, that's that's great too. So um, I'm a single man, so... I have a lot more freedom as far as time commitments go, so it's a little easier for me. Right. But, you know, I think that the important point here is that, you you know, you lived this, and this was right. a seven-day-a-week job. So you had two mm-hmm. jobs. You know, you, you're going to right. work, and then you're coming back. And if you don't have that passion for a project that you're working on, don't even bother because – how else are you going? Because I'm sure you were tired. I'm sure that there were some times when you yeah. wanted to do other things, but that passion yep. probably drove you to get this thing done. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I mean, it's a lot of coffee. Um, you know, you get a little <laughs> bit of exercise in just to get keep you sane. You know, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, if you know, you have to have that driving force, passion into it, or you know, I've I've done a few other things too, and I started them, and I just wasn't really into it after I found out. You know, it's like you can't just do it for the money because you're going to fade out, like you say. So, yeah, well, that's that's a a great great point that you make because you're right. You can't go into product creation or entrepreneurship simply because of the money because. I would imagine, just like most entrepreneurs, you didn't make a ton of money the first year this thing was out. No, no, not at all. I mean, it's uh, you know, you know, you think like I have the greatest product there is, you know, it's gonna fly off the shelves. It's not the case. You right. gotta crawl, you know, scratch, dig everything you can do to get that product out there. You know, and doing videos, you're doing multiple social media sites, but one thing I will say is focus on a couple of them and really hit those. And I use Instagram 
and that seems to be a very good platform, especially for visuals. And you can reach so many people. So, I mean, I reach people from Europe, uh, Asia, everywhere through this social media platform. It's amazing, you know. So, um, that's a little bit about that, though. It really has become a global economy where you can take a product and you can sell it anywhere. But I think that you talk about focus and focusing mm-hmm. in on things that you work. But, you know, the thing that, that I like about your development of this product mm-hmm. is that your first product was the Beard Bro. And it seems mm-hmm. to me, and, and I want to hear from you about it, your focus was on mm-hmm. let's get this product, let's get this Beard Bro working right then we'll introduce Mm -hmm. other products but your focus was laser beam on getting this product done i think a lot of people start with too many projects and lack the focus to finish them exactly and and like you said you know that this product was the flagship product you know that was the main thing and then like you say you know it's and now you have to you learn like you have to have supporting products because people are searching your site for more than just the tool. I mean, it might bring them to your site about the tool, but then you focus on having some oils and balms and clothing and things like that. And, and before you know it, your business has grown. In a year, it's you know it's it's booming, and you have all these products. And so definitely, uh, but yeah, definitely focus on that one thing first. And then the rest will take care of itself. Yep. Now, let's talk for a second before, because I do want to talk about your social media and and your online presence. Mm -hmm. But let's talk for a second about your packaging, because your packaging is is really tight. I mean, it's a Mm -hmm. great package. It is not too big. It's not too bulky. And it's got Mm -hmm. great information in it. And, And a lot of times, you know, people overlook packaging, but... If you're in a retail establishment, yep. packaging is what draws people to the product sometimes. So how did you go about designing and creating this package? Well, I wanted something, since the tool is uh, thin and relatively small, about a 5 by 5 inch product, I wanted something that was easily um, easy to mail. So that's why we looked at different things and decided on that um, particular package, which is a, it's it's like a DVD case. Yeah. So this went about designing the um, the package. And, I mean, in my background is I went to school for um, television, digital media production. So a lot of my things that I was interested in was, um, you know, marketing and, you um, product development, and just design. So I really wanted to focus on that and make it very attractive online. And, you know, if I ever got into retail stores, that people would know exactly what it was but not give away too much in one right. research a little bit. And uh, so I knew that was a, a big um, a big thing to have that looking beautiful. So. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about your online presence because, I mean, your website is is awesome. It's it's a modern-day website, and what I mean by that is it's not cluttered. It's to Mm -hmm. the point. It's easy to navigate. And, I mean, you really, if you have a question about this product, you go to the site, and you're not hunting around for answers. It shows you Mm -hmm. how to use it. And that's, I mean, I think that's great because that, when when I saw the product first on, on a news program, I went to your site and I looked at it and I watched the video and I read the demonstration or read the, the information about how to use it. And I thought, wow, you know, this totally makes sense. And your website, I think, is what sealed the deal for me to make the purchase. So mm-hmm. how did you go about designing this site? Did you have somebody do it? Is this something that you worked on hands-on? Both, really. Um, I started working on it. I had to do all the graphics, um, you know, develop photography, things like that. Um, and I had a little bit of help with some of the pictures of myself and from a coworker. And because it's, um, you know, trying to find a model for beards and all that stuff is a little difficult. But um, so 
I wanted to, you know, be able to show that, yes, I created it, I use it, and here's the results. But one of the great things now for a beginner um, in a business that isn't going to break the bank is the the website called Fiverr.com. And, I mean, I've hired a couple people from Sri Lanka, India, you know, different places all over the world, Russia, to help me develop a few of the things with the website, um, the logo. So there's a lot of great resources out there now that make it affordable to start yeah. a business. And, and even if you don't have the money to start a business and you have the presentation, I mean, as you know, um, that you have it all together, you have a vision for it, people will buy into it. If, like if you have the... If they see that you are excited about it and you have a sense of business and so don't worry about the money. That's my big advice because it will come. So. Yeah, I think that's great. It's kind of like the advice that you get from, from parents who have kids and they're like, oh, you know, it's never the right time to have a kid. So just have one and it'll all yeah. work out. You know, it's yeah. kind of like that. And, and a mm-hmm. lot of people will say, oh, no, no, no. You need to plan and plan and plan. You need to have all this money in the bank. And, you know, depending upon your project, maybe, okay, if you're going to build a rocket that's going to take passengers into space, yeah. But I think something like what you did, you know, and and what I love about it is the fact that you're you're outsourcing some of the stuff and making it affordable. And we've talked about outsourcing on this program before. You know, back in the 80s, 70s and 80s, when you said outsource, it was like a bad word because here you are taking American jobs and you're shipping them overseas. But in today's digital world, today's online marketplace, mm-hmm. it's not that same negative thing. Not right. at all. No. You know? Now, now tell me a little bit about it because I've had conversations with people who have said, you know, I've outsourced and it sucked. It was the worst experience ever. Yeah. I didn't get the right people. And So tell us a little bit about how you manage the outsourcing part of, of, of what you do, you know, with your business. Well, you know, I reached out, and you can look at different people's portfolios. So I can see, you know, kind of judge what they can do and kind of what I need. I mean, you just kind of base it by that. But, I mean, um, you know, we, you know, I kept the, the manufacturing in the U.S. It is manufactured in Michigan. But the design stuff, it's, like you said, it's so easy with the digital age. And, you know, it's... Why not do that? Yeah. It's better to, you know, get the help. And like I tell people, you know, if that's not your specialty and there's somebody else better, then rather than sit there and struggle with it and spend all this time on it, you know, get have, have somebody else that, is, that does it all the time and is professional at it and have it look, you know, 10 times better and you're done with it. Pay a little bit, pay a little money. And you're done. So, I mean, yeah. in some of the, in, you know, on Fiverr, we used, you know, a, a guy in the U.S. to, you know, kind of fine-tune the beard bill. So it's not all outside of the U.S. There's so many resources people can use on there, whether it's graphic design or help with press releases or whatever you need, you know. So yeah, definitely look yeah. at those avenues. Yeah, and you know, it, it's not. I mean, it's not just one um, one website. There are so many resources right. out there. And and yeah. I love what you said about the fact that you can't do this all on your own. And if you're right. not good at something, look for mm-hmm. help exactly. because you're going to sit there, right? And you're going to bang your head against the wall because maybe you're not a great writer or you're not a great proofreader or you're not a a graphic designer and you're trying to put together stuff that looks like crap. It's going to affect your brand. And instead of doing that, let get some help. And the beauty of today's world is that for a few dollars, I mean, you know, between five and $150, you can get somebody to do great work for you and take that headache away. Exactly. And I mean, I probably spent maybe $1,300 into, you know, help with the logo and help with the website and the whole, you know, deal. I mean, I did most of the work for that 
aspect of it, design all the stuff. But like I said, the logo and things like that. Like you said, I you know I'm sitting there pulling you know my eyebrow hair of hairs out because I don't have hair up my head. But you know, and so I find after like two weeks, I'm like, no, I just need to get somebody who does this all the time. And within three or four days, it was done and it looked beautiful. Yep. So it's well worth it, you know. And it cost me fifteen dollars, you know. So it's you have to go that route, you know. So. Yeah, and that's that's the great thing about growing up in this era and being an entrepreneur. You know, a lot of young kids are coming up and they're in their teens and getting into college and they're exploring this entrepreneurial world. And now, mm-hmm. unlike any other time, now there's so much out there that you can do. There are people that make money creating ebooks and you know mm-hmm. consulting or designing things online. It's just it's an amazing time, and really mm-hmm. you can make a great living if you're willing to put that time in and then and then look because you know even something like outsourcing and going to a, to a site like Fiverr you said mm-hmm. it i mean you look through people's profiles you spent the time to say all right this is the person we're going to use you didn't just say all right i'll pick you you did the research and you put in the time and that's important yeah. right you know and and that kind of thing you know the people that you do hire they were so grateful and just, you know, and they're, you know, just so pleasant to work with, you know. And it's, yes, they live in a different country or whatever, but, you know, it, it's still a, you know, a person. And, yep. you know, and big portion of the customers that get are from another country, India, you know, Netherlands, Italy. So, you know, it all kind of circles around, you know, so... Yeah, and, and you know, you have, from what you were telling me, you have actually a lot of customers that are overseas. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you're not only are you reaching out to people who might be, you know, either in the U.S. or outside, and, and yep. they're helping you with your brand, but then you're also managing to reach out to these people in other parts of the world, and they're buying your mm-hmm. product. Yeah, I mean, one day I'll talk to a person in Bangladesh, and a half hour later I'm talking to a person in, you know, Norway. So right. it's, that part is pretty amazing. You know, you never imagine that you're going to be in this, this spot. And then here it is, you know. So it is, it's incredible. But. Now, you know, you have on your site, you've got other products. And we talked about mm-hmm. the flagship product obviously being the beard grow. But then <laughs> if you go to your shop online, you've got a lot of oils and bombs. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there who are, I, I think, taking advantage of this, let's, let's call it a resurgence of men wanting to wear beards and trying mm-hmm. to capitalize and cash in on it. And they're doing, some of them, a great job, others very subpar. Your right. product line with the oils, I mean, how did you, you're not a chemist, you're not right. a, a, a fragrance designer, how did you mm-hmm. say, all right, look, I need to create an oil. How did you, because that's a completely different process than creating the beard grow itself. How did that yeah. happen? And how did you make that work? Honestly, it was the help of women. I wanted something that appealed to women. And that's how I, you know, began looking at just researching different carrier oils for the moisturizing and things like that. And then with the scents, like I said, I I got the opinions of women, and, you know, I kind of loose went from there. And so that's how we have, and then we have some new products that come out. But, um, so, like I said, it's just it's research, and then I use other people's opinions. So it's, and that's how I kind of got the um, product line for that. And And is that, I mean, that's, do you make the oil yourself or is that manufactured elsewhere? Uh, buy the oils wholesale and then mix them. And mm-hmm. then we do, you know, the combinations for the oils. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of both there. I mean, it's just amazing that a little bit of research or maybe a lot of research and a lot of time and from mm-hmm. nothing you can create a a unique custom product that mm-hmm. people love and you can sell and make money. And it's, 
really amazing when you, you step back and you say, what do I want to do in my life? What can I do? Oh, that seems too hard. I don't know how to do that. But you didn't know how to make a, a beard oil 10, 15 years ago. No, and you know what? Last year at this time, I was thinking about going into real estate. So you never know <laughs> what is going to happen in your life. Yeah. You know? So what inspiration is going to come? And then, like you say, you know, it's, you know, once you have that product that you're um, obsessed with creating, and then these other products come along and support it, and and then you're off on another, you know, research, you know, mission to create more products. It just it's just a, a trickle down effect and it's just, you know, addictive, basically. Yeah, and you know what what I like about your approach, especially with the beard oil, is that mm-hmm. you sought out the opinions mm-hmm. and feedback of other people. And so right. many entrepreneurs say, I don't want to hear what you have to say. This is my product. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna love it too. And then when people aren't buying it, they're like, what's going on? Right. So how yeah, important exactly. is feedback to you? It's very, you know, it's like you say, you know, especially with fragrances, it's a tough, it's a tough one, you know, because everybody's opinion is different. And, you know, in with it, I wanted to keep in, you know, in a theme with a tool. Like I said, it's, I wanted to make something where you could get a professional look. So these guys, you know, when you're using this tool, you know, you want to look your best. So I wanted, and of course, you know, the guys. They want to, you know, find a nice little uh, partner, too. So that's why I sought the advice of women who this is, you know, it's very important to them, how a guy smells, things like that. So that's why I went that route. So, um, and I, you know, I, I'm a big smell guy, too. So, you know, I, I, you know, I obviously wanted something that smelled good for me, too. Right. So, um, and it's it's tough to, you know, you're online. You see all these oils, and you don't know what they smell. You don't know what you're going to get. So, you know, it's a it's a gamble there. So that's why, like, we're going to take the approach of putting scent cards in with each package. That way you'll know exactly what you're going to get, things like right. that. You, know, just, you learn as you go what to, what to do to sell products and things like that. Learning Learning as you go is so key because I think so many people mm-hmm. think, all right, I've made this product and here we go. And then that's it. Yep. They stop, they shut down, they're done. Here's my website. Yep. But if you want to continue to succeed and build your brand, it's learning all the time. Yeah. And, you know, I did not, you know, I have written business plans before. And then you end up not doing the business. I've known so many people that do that. And it kind of defeats them. So I didn't do it. And I've, you know, I've read some other, even like, um, Chamber of Commerce, presidents, and things like that have said that, you know, write out a basic outline of what you want to do and kind of go from there, and you'll learn. Because you have no idea of predicting the future. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to put down they're going to gross $1.2 million their first year or whatever, but you don't know. So, like I said, you know, the begin- the important thing is just to begin and go yeah. on that. Now, you know, let's talk for a second about competition. And what I I mean by competition is a lot of people get hung up. You are in a market where there are competitors and there are people that are, they don't have the beard, bro, because that's completely unique to you. But they're in this uh, sort of of, of, uh, beard culture and they're trying to bring uh, a sense of civility to what People would often say, "Oh, you know, you're you're um, you're just a mountain man or something derogatory," mm-hmm. and they're trying to bring it down to more of an urban culture. A lot of people who face competition focus yeah. all of their energy on the competition, and they mm-hmm. lack the focus in themselves and being the best that they can be. So, talk right. a little bit about how you handle the competition and where your focus is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you in some of the things I read, it's they basically, you know, they're stating is, you know, when you're in a competitive mind, you, like you said, you don't think clear. So get your mind out of that and just create the best products you can. 
And that's what I want to do. You know, I, I try not to focus on what this person is doing. And I got to do that too because they're selling a lot, you know. So that's the biggest thing is just look at your products. Of course, look at your competitions, you know, products and things like that. But, you know, just try to create the best products you can and not get obsessed with that stuff. Yeah, because you know what? It's so it's so easy. It's easy to look at somebody else's website or their sales or what they tell you their sales yeah. are, and say, right. "Oh man, you know, I got to do that too." But mm-hmm. you don't know. First of all, you don't know if what they're saying is true, and secondly, right. you don't know if you're hitting a different audience or they're doing something that that you're better at doing in a different yeah. direction. You can't. You know, it's one yeah. thing to sort of not have to recreate the wheel and go in and say, all right, right. well, this works. Generally that works, but to go mm-hmm. and focus all your energy on, well, I can do this because this guy is, that's a bad yeah. thing you, that you shouldn't do. Yeah. And, and, you know, and like you said, you know, people, Oh, you're going to be here to be a mountain man or a hipster. No, you're just, you're a man. You can grow facial hair. And if that's what you like to have, then grow it. You know, there's, it's just everybody's caught up in the uh, the labeling everybody is this or that. It's yeah. just, you know, I, that's the part. I guess you just got to get over that hurdle, you know, as everybody. Um, well, the cool thing about the, the beard grow itself is that for those guys that are growing a beard and maybe are <laughs> in a professional field and, and they're afraid that there, there'd be that negative stigma because although we, we don't like it, there's a stigma <laughs> about everybody – Every body right. type, every, you know, people like you and me who, who have, you know, lack of hair on the top of our head, there's always mm-hmm. somebody that's going to say something. But right. the beard bro is cool because if you want to have facial hair, but you're a little uncomfortable and you want to make yep. it neat and perfectly shaped, that's what's cool about this because you can be a professional and have mm-hmm. a beard and, right. and, you know, kind of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, I mean, and you can use it to to do a goatee too. So it's, you know, there's a lot of versatility to it. So, well, I actually, I just shaved my beard into a goatee Uh, and, and uh. used it and it was perfect. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nice. Good. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great product and um, the whole, the whole strategy that you, you've had and, Mm -hmm. and and some of the things that we're talking about today, there are things that, that you learned as you went and you trial and error and things worked and things didn't. And that's really, I think, at the heart of entrepreneurship. It's not, mm-hmm. here's how you do it. It's more of a right. journey. Would you agree with that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, and that's the, you know, it's the cliche, but, you know, it's, it's more of a reward and a journey, you know. So, and, you don't like I said, you don't know what's going to happen, like who's going to call you or whatever the next day. And, you know, you just keep going and going and, a lot of these people that think that they, if somebody's an overnight success, well, they've been at it for 10 years, you know, so. And they probably it, had 25 failures before they actually hit it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like I said, I'm oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, I've I've done other things too, and and that just wasn't your thing. So, but you learn from them and, you know, you just keep going and it, it helps you in your next, you know, venture. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that failure or those obstacles or hurdles that that we all face. And and you Mm -hmm. you hit it right on the head because you're not an overnight success. And I don't care what website you look at and you see how much revenue some of these Internet guys are pulling in on a monthly basis. Maybe they are, but it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen alone. So you had and we all have had obstacles and hurdles. Talk a little bit about maybe one of the largest obstacles or hurdles that you had in the business and how you overcame that. Um, you know, right now it's, you know, getting it out there, but it's, you know, you have to use, you have to familiarize yourself with these platforms for social media. And I had no idea about Instagram or anything like that. So you got to learn those things. you got to put the time in to use it, you know, to learn about the tools that are going to make it successful. Because, you know, like one of the challenges with a new product is, you know, are you going to go, do you want them in retail stores? 
or do you want to sell them yourself? So that's you know that's the big decision when you start a, a business and you start selling a product is what route are you going to go because your price is going to determine that for wholesale pricing. You know you have to look at your costs. So that's the big thing, you know, and, and you still struggle with that because, you know, as we know, it's it's difficult to get in with a distributor. You know, I would love to be in to Target or somewhere mm-hmm. like that. But that's a, you know, that's a process. So that's why these people go on Shark Tank, things like that, as we know, to get those. Right. So that's, that's the big thing, you know. It's deciding what route you're going to go, you know, and, and what's the feasibility of it. So that, I guess you that's know, some, what say. Yeah. Sometimes you make the wrong choice. You make the wrong call, and you just have to mm-hmm. say, all right, I, I learned from this, and now I've got to adjust my my direction and, and go this way. Now, how do you handle, let's call it failure, for lack of a better word, for, for all those, those really super positive people, or there is no failure, but let's be realistic, mm-hmm. and let's call it, a failure, something that, that didn't happen the way you wanted it. How do you personally handle that? You know, if somebody says to you, you know, your product sucks, and that mm-hmm. happens to everybody. How do you handle that, and, and what do you do with that? Um, well, as far as that goes, if anybody, I had a four-star instead of a five, <laughs> okay? Well, anyway, I immediately emailed the person and asked them why, you know, what was it that you didn't like about it that you gave it this rating, say, even if I got a one or whatever. So I, um, you know, I took the initiative. I, I contact that person. I want them to, you know, understand the product and what it can do because there's something that they maybe they're not getting. So that, right. as a business, tend to your customers' needs and see what they're not getting. You know, so that's my biggest thing. Pay attention to that customer. And and you know what? The lesson here, I think, is aside from, from the fact that, yeah, you've got to pay attention to who you're selling to and what mm-hmm. their needs are, you could have taken the, the, the haters in the world and you could have said, you know what? Uh, this is never going to work. You know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm all down on it now. I'm depressed. How could somebody criticize me? This sucks. I'm done. Yeah. But instead, right. you took another approach and said, all right, it, here, it is what it is. Now, let's see why and what we can do about it and how we can fix it. Right. Yeah. And is and that you know, generally – go ahead. Oh, oh I was just going to say, and once you do that and you take the personal approach and you contact that person directly, they – you know, once you talk to them and see what their issues are or whatever, a lot of times, you know, it was something simple, and then they'll reverse their, their rating. Right. So it's just that they want that personal, you know, touch on that. Yeah, and that's something that I think we miss oftentimes. If you're an entrepreneur and, and you know, you don't have time for everything, and that's why we yeah. try to sort of outsource when we can or we, we just mm-hmm. um, assign it to people that are working with us. One thing that I think, until you're a, a super big brand where you've got too many people, too many customers – I think that yeah. one of the magical things about an entrepreneur is when the entrepreneur, the creator of the product or the creator of the service is able to mm-hmm. reach out to right. a customer or a client right. and say, listen, I'm here and I want to know what the problem is, as opposed to just some support staff or some customer service rep. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and some of the customers can, you know, verify this, but, you know, even before they even bought the product, I personally, I called him on the phone and I talked to one guy for about a half an hour about, you know, how he can use it and what are his issues with his beard. You know, like I wanted to see what it looked like and all this stuff, how I could help. And so I took a short little video with my phone and sent it to him and to, you know, so how he could deal with that problem. So... You know, and like you say, you know, you're a brand new business. You have to be attentive. You gotta, you know, because most of your business is going to come from repeat customers, as you know. So you got to do that, especially just starting out. And 
that's what, you know, a lot of these businesses, like you said, they make the mistake of just how many sales can you get? Push it, you know? And mm-hmm. people after a while, just they kind of see that, and then they don't care about you anymore. So Right, right. Now, you, you mentioned repeat customers. And, and mm-hmm. so is your strategy, because um, let's say somebody buys a beard bro, these things are so well made that unless mm-hmm. you lose it, you know, this right. thing's going to hold for a long, long time. So you want repeat customers, but you're selling them such a great product. Is mm-hmm. your strategy to try to bring them back in with some of the other product lines? Yes. And, you know, that's when you talked about before developing new products and things like that. Yeah, it's, you know, you, you know, went through a lot of things, you know, you can't use the metal and the woods and things like that. That's why we went with the ABS plastic. For the durability, you got a razor going over it, things like that, and different lubricants and oils and balms. So, yeah, that's um, we wanted to create something to where, like you said, they keep coming back a more consumable product. So, you know, eventually I still got all these things I got to do yet. You know, I'm just still developing products, but I want to have a you know community to where people can come there. And I, I put my phone number on a website. People can text me, call me, whatever they want to do. If they have any questions for any of the products, you know. So, um, and that's that's yeah. really cool that you're opening yourself up and saying, "Here, listen, buy my product." But yep. you're, you're buying into me and and right. what I believe, and I'm here to help you. That that's that's yep. really cool and unique about you because so many of you know, let, let's just jump ahead to the competitor part again. So many of your competitors, it's mm-hmm. a business, and it's run like, you know, you, you never talk to me. Oh, no, no, no. You know, I'll, I'll put out right. some social media, but you don't get me ever. And this is really unique the way you're handling it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm up at 3 in the morning talking to somebody in Australia. You know, it's whatever. And I'm available 24 hours a day, you know, so... And that's what I want, you know, and whether it's an oil or a tool or whatever, you know, that's that's how I want to run a business. So. Yep. And that goes back to the passion and hard work, because if you really have mm-hmm. passion, you're going to be up at three in the morning talking to the Australian customer instead of yeah. sleeping and saying, oh, screw that. Right. And, you know, in everywhere you go now, customer service is so lacking and it, it really, you know, irritates me. So it's like. I am not going to do that, and I'll do whatever it takes to make this happen, you know, and have yeah. them happen. So. Yeah, absolutely, and I, that's just a great approach and something that so many of us can learn from because you're right. Mm-hmm. Customer service in this country is horrific, and yeah. I think it's, you know, you go into stores, and now they've got all these self-checkout places. You never talk to somebody, and when you do talk yeah. to somebody, they're they're bitter and angry, you know, and, and right. That's why I think places like, you know, Walt Disney, they've got such mm-hmm. a reputation for customer service. And that really mm-hmm. has, I think, set them apart. And, and, mm-hmm. and even their competitors, like Universal, you know, it was down there recently. And the customer service level there is starting to really, really get pretty high. But mm-hmm. that's what keeps people coming back. And that's what you're doing, which is, which is great. Right. I mean, and I've been on your website. I saw, you know, you have top rating and, you know, so, I mean, you definitely do it too, you know, so it's great. Well, let's talk for a second about social media um, in the Mm -hmm. last few minutes that we have, because now you have a background in television and, and and that's funny because I do too. I, I, before I became a lawyer, my major was broadcast journalism and I was in school for, television. That's what I was doing. I was going to go out and, and, you know, either edit video or do something in production and somehow got, you know, off that path. But um, that knowledge that you have, that, that, that you, you've learned, you know, from schooling and whatever, how has that translated and helped you in, in today's world where anybody could be a video producer? You know, it's, um, at the time you, you think maybe you're not going to use it for this or that because you're not doing it at the time. You know, say you're just you're working as an engineer or construction or whatever, but 
Um, you know, I, I basically, you know, what I've learned in school, I've gotten to create things that would cost me, you know, tens of thousands of dollars with uh, graphic design and things like that, you know. So, I mean, it's all been a valuable lesson, whether you use it every day in your job or not, you know. So it's, um, I guess, does that answer your question or maybe I lost train of thought? Yeah. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, as far as your use of social media, being okay. able to connect to that global community, how important are platforms like YouTube or, or Instagram, like mm-hmm. you mentioned before, how important is that to your business? Well, it's very important. Um, those two in particular for me with YouTube, everybody goes to YouTube to see how something works. So mm-hmm. when you have a product that is functional like this, that's where they're going to go. They're, you know, they're going to want to see it. And with YouTube and Instagram, Instagram, now you can post, you know, 15 second videos on there. So you make a condensed vision, you know, version of your, you know, how-to video or a commercial, and now you can, you know, hashtag, you know, all these different things, and now all people all over the world can see it, share it. So you have to learn those things if you're going to use social media for your business to for promotion, you know. And those two things, video, is the biggest one. You know, it's a still picture is great, but like they say, you know, uh, pictures worth a thousand words, but videos worth a thousand customers. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, so no, that's absolutely right. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that um, you have to really, if you want to be competitive <laughs> in this world, you have mm-hmm. to know about emerging technologies because yeah. you know, one day you're, you're shooting video and you're putting it up on YouTube, and that's great. The next day, yeah. everybody's periscoping, and you know, if you don't keep mm-hmm. up with that you're going to be left behind. And that's where this idea of looking at your competition is important, mm-hmm. not to see what they're doing with a product or, you know, try to yeah. emulate them, but to just yeah. be aware of emerging technologies. Yeah. I mean, and I got in school in 2008. Okay. And everything has totally changed from then. And so, you know, last year I had to reteach myself, a ton of things. So you constantly have to keep learning and keep up to date. And, you know, and I looked at, you know, a hundred different websites, different types of businesses to get ideas and things like that. You know, and with this tool, I looked at, yeah, I don't know, probably more than a thousand pictures of beards. You know, it's like I was dreaming about beards. I looked at (laughs) you know, to see the patterns and the shapes of how, you know, the beards looked and the majority and what people actually wanted, you know. So, yeah, you definitely have to just keep learning forever. You know, you can't just stop. So. No, that's absolutely really, I think, um, unbelievable advice because if you're willing to learn and you've got that passion, it's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen because of your continued okay. drive. And, you know, I, I yeah. think that um, – you know, one of the important things for for me as an entrepreneur and for it took me a long time to realize this, that you have to keep pushing and pushing before things happen. And, you know, when you get to that area where you're frustrated because maybe your sales aren't that high or maybe you're not getting enough yep. feedback or whatever, you just have to say, look, this isn't meant to happen in a six month or a year period. And for those right. very few people that it does. There were other mm-hmm. factors that came into play, but the majority of successful businesses, even, I mean, mm-hmm. you mentioned Shark Tank, you've got people that are now millionaire and billionaire investors who at one mm-hmm. time had nothing and had right. failed businesses. So yep. you see the end result of their success. You don't see the struggle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at, you know, like I'm kind of obsessed with Henry Ford. So, you know, it's, Everybody told him when he was, you know, working in the car, you know, that's stupid. Nobody's going to buy that contraption. Quit wasting yeah. your time, and, you know. So you have to just keep going and, you know, just keep on developing. You know? So it's part of your, you know, it's it's who you are and you have to do it. You have to, you have to fulfill that. You know? Absolutely. 
Well, I, I want to thank you so much, Michael, for taking the time today because, I mean, you were very open and honest. And, and I think that the lessons that we went through today and your experiences, the things that we can extract from it, it can help mm -hmm. a ton of people. You know, and, and I just, again, want to say that the product itself is really, really top notch. I love it. And I, I hope that you have continued success with it because it really does fulfill a need. I'll tell you that for years, you know, I struggled with trying to get both sides of, of my beard if I'm trying to shape it even. And I'd always walk away from the mirror, right? And like one end would be up and then it's like, this doesn't look right. And then I'd go to my wife and I'd be like, you know, could you look at this? And of course, she'd be annoyed with me. So yeah. this product really does serve a need. You know, if you're a guy with a beard and I just, I, I hope that you have continued success because it really is a great tool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, and if anybody, any of the, list, any of the listeners um, want to have, you know, get any more information from me of how you do this or how I did this or whatever, a little more detailed, they feel free to contact me anytime from the website or call or whatever. So. Yeah. You know, you just go to. It's it's thebeardbro.com. We're going to put a link to the website in the show notes. And, and as Michael said during the show, I mean, he's super open to people being uh, free to communicate with him and ask questions. And I really encourage you that if you're looking to have a tool to help you with your beard, you check it out. And if you're looking to see a successful entrepreneur, check him out as well because he's both. And and I think that that's, it's really you want to learn, you want to see what people have done. Here's a good example of somebody who has done it right and done it well. And uh, it's, it's just great. So go to the website, contact him. He's going to answer you. And, and Michael, that in and of itself is really admirable that you're going to take the time and answer these, these, these people that have questions. Oh, yes. It'd be my pleasure, Peter. And, you know, we have had a lot of callers while we've been on the air. And I apologize mm -hmm. for not being able to get to them today, but um, we have taken down all of your questions and comments, and perhaps Michael, you'd be willing to come on in the future, and we could get through those questions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you you have a great show. I just got to tell you that. You do a fantastic job. So. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And don't forget that we have the giveaway of the Beard, um, the beard Bros. Uh, right here, you can see I've got the five of them, and all you have to do is follow the rules on the website, just hashtag a tweet and you're entered to win. And I want to thank you, Michael, for being willing to part with five of these so that we can give them away to people. I think it's, you know, it's a great way to get people to see the product and, and really understand how it works. And if you are one of the lucky winners and you have a question, Michael's there to help you. So thanks, thanks for that, Michael. Yep, you're welcome, Peter. Thank you. All right. So we're going to talk to you in the future. I'd like to see what yeah. you're doing and see if we can great. get through some of these questions. Great. Sounds great. All right. Michael, thank you again. Continued success. Great, great job, and good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Yep. Thank Have you. Have a good day. You too. All right. So, I mean, really, can't say enough about Michael as an entrepreneur because, you know, you can hear from his, his explanation of how this happens the passion, the love for the product, the love for what he's doing. And a lot of the things that we take for granted uh, as entrepreneurs, I think you, you've got to focus on the idea of listening to your customers, the idea of constant focus on one thing. And then once you get that flagship product or service, you expand. And, you know, sometimes when you go in scattershot, and, and, and you know, you're trying to do 50 million things at once, I know because I do do that occasionally, um, you you fail to hit the mark because your attention is so spread out. Focus is so um, diverse and, and so scattered. It's like a beam of light. And when you take a beam of light and you put it through a prism, while that light shines out in, in multiple directions, the strength of the beam is split. It's weakened because it's going in so many different directions. But if you take that light, you remove that prism, and it is a solid laser beam of light, it is going to create more energy. It's going to create more heat. And it's going to be 
more productive than when you split it through a prism. That analogy, I think, is key to understanding the idea of focus. I talked about this before, the difference between shotgun focus, you know, and sniper focus. And when you're developing a business or a product, I think you have to employ that sniper mentality. So when Michael was developing the, the beard grow, his focus was on this product. Maybe he had in the back of his mind, well, at some point I'd like to introduce other products, but his focus was laser beam snipered on the creation of the beard grow. And once that was created and ready to go, then he became um, more able to focus on other products. And that's a big mistake, I think, that the idea of having this shotgun focus mentality um, that, that we suffer from. And again, like I'm, I'm telling you, I have that sometimes where I'll have all these ideas and I want to get them all accomplished. And you know darn well that, that there's not enough time in the day, the week, the month, the year to get all that done. So you need to take a step back and refocus and narrow it down to the point where you are sniper focused on doing something that's going to help the rest of your dreams come true. So in other words, you focus on the beard bro, and that focus creates the product, gets you something that is super high quality, then you can open up to the next project. And while you're in that next project, sniper focus on that too. And so on, you know, you move forward. And once you get to the point where your company is expanding and you need to have people that are in charge of departments or just, you know, in charge of other people, you should instill the idea of sniper focus on them too, because those people, the managers, the leaders in your business have to direct the people underneath them. So if you're on a project, you know, look, take a company like Apple, for example, within Apple, there are so many different departments. If you are assigned to work on the next iPhone, there are not just a group of people that are iPhone people. They, you know, what do you do? I work on the iPhone. Well, there are subgroups within that iPhone um, team. Well, I'm going to do graphics. I'm going to do um, processors. I'm going to do um, maybe the aesthetic look of it or the, the material. And those teams are all sniper focused on their task. They're not shotgun, right? They're not like all over the place. And I say shotgun, for those of you who missed the show when I was talking about that, when you fire a shotgun shell, those pellets go out everywhere. You know, some of them hit your target, some of them don't. But a sniper takes one shot, one kill, and that's because of the laser focus that that sniper has. And so that's the analogy that I like to use with focus. Because I think that focus is one of the most important things that you can do in your entrepreneurial journey. Focus on one thing at a time. And, you know, you might say, oh, well, I've got all these things to do. Well, there's a time for each thing. And if you are sitting down to create your website, that's where your focus should be. When you're done with that task and you have another task, maybe some administrative task, focus on that. But, you know, I, I like to say this. I think that multitasking is a bunch of crap. Multitasking in my world means that your attention is shot through that prism. Your focus is shot through that prism, and your light is going all over the place. And so you're going to do okay at this task and okay at that task and okay at this one because, you know, you're, you're capable of multitasking. But the quality of what you're doing suffers because as humans, we're meant to focus. We're meant to process. We're not meant to be machines, you know, with, with a whole host of tasks. But, you know, I'll tell you this, even a machine, like a CPU, like a computer, right? When you overwhelm your computer with too many windows, too many background tasks, too much going on, you've got an editing program open, you've got email open, you've got website open, what happens? And I don't care what machine it is. What happens? It crashes. It crashes because even a machine needs to be able to focus on a set number of tasks at one time. So while we are, are humans, not machines, our focus needs to be directed, I believe, one thing at a time. 
That doesn't mean that, you know, you shut everything else out and you don't understand that there's multitasking type things that are going on in your world. But when you sit down to write a book, you focus on that. That's why a lot of successful authors, they'll go somewhere, they'll sit down in a hotel room, they'll go to Cape Cod, they'll go wherever they might want to go. You know, Jack Nicholson went to, uh, went to the hotel where, unfortunately, bad things happen to him, if you're a fan of The Shining. Uh, but the point being that you go to focus on what you're doing. you got to focus. And, and that's what was great about our discussion with Michael today, because you could see everything he did focused. He needed to get somebody to help him with the logo, which is a, a really cool logo, by the way. Focus on who he's going to use. Focus on that task. And then he's on to the next. And that's a great, great lesson to learn. So uh, that's going to do it for today. I think that this was a wonderful interview. I had a really great time talking to Michael. Uh, great product, great packaging. And I really do hope that he continues to be successful because um, he's a, a really nice guy. And, you know, for those people out there that say nice guys finish last, I don't buy that. I think that when you're a nice guy, you know, maybe you, you, you have that possibility of being taken advantage of because, unfortunately, people in today's world are kind of, kind of cold. But for every cold person out there, there's two people that are genuinely nice. And I think the fact that Michael is connecting with customers on a one-on-one -on -one basis and taking the time, that says or speaks volumes about his company. So um, check it out. You know, I, I'm a big fan of it, and it's definitely worth your time checking him out as an entrepreneur, the product out, if you have a beer. That's going to do it for today. Don't forget about the giveaway. We're giving away five Beard Bros, brand new Beard Bros that Michael gave to us to give out. You just have to follow the rules on the website, utlradio.com. You just send us a tweet with the hashtag, and uh, if you want to know what that hashtag is, Go to utlradio.com and check it out. It's right there on the homepage. Send your tweet. You're automatically entered. We will take a random drawing for all of those that have entered, and we'll be contacting you, the Beard Bro. So that's going to do it for today. It's going to do it for um, this week. We'll be back on Monday with Business and Legal Week in Review. Uh, I want to thank again today's sponsor, and today's show was sponsored by GasStationBusiness101.com. Again, if you have an interest in learning how to run, operate, manage, or better your, uh, your gas station business, check that out because it really is uh, a very unique site that has a ton, an absolute ton of information that can help you if that's the kind of business that you're going to establish. So thanks uh, to them again for sponsoring the show. I will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks to all of you who have subscribed to uh, YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to this show on iTunes. You can also do so through Blog Talk Radio. And check out utlradio.com as we have a ton of guests coming up and a ton of new features and functions and, uh, and giveaways, all kinds of fun things. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a fan. And we'll see you next week. Bye.